I think it is Deuteronomy 21. Maybe some of you can relate to this about your own kids. It says if your son is a drunkard or a glutton, he's to be taken outside the camp and put to death. Yeshua in the Gospels said that John the Baptist came fasting and people called him Meshuggah. But I came eating and drinking and you call me a glutton and a drunkard. And they took him outside the camp and they killed him. Thus fulfilling the commandment that if your son is a glutton or a drunkard, he must be taken outside the camp and killed. Yeshua said, you call me a glutton and a drunkard. And he was taken outside the camp and was killed. So the glutton and the drunkard can be set free. So the drunkard and the glutton can be set free. So he took that mitzvah, that commandment that stood against the gluttonous son and the drunk son. He took that commandment onto the cross with him and all the accusation that came with it that said you deserve to be taken outside of the camp according to my righteousness and killed. He took that upon himself, took it up onto the cross, and it was nailed to the cross with him so that accusation against our drunk and gluttonous sons will be up there with him so our sons, our drunk, gluttonous sons, can be set free. This is the gospel. It doesn't say that the drunk and the glutton first got to repent and then they got to get rid of their gluttonous behavior and their drunken behavior. And then he will take it upon himself onto the cross. In fact, it says that when we were sinners, yet Sinners, yet sinners, he died for us. It's the gospel message 
that the commandments that stand against us, he took upon himself so we can be set free. So the drunk and the glutton can be free. Oh, we all love that. We all love that. Amen, amen, amen. Until we know somebody who receives that freedom, who receives that blessing, that gift of having those accusations put on the cross. Until we see those who receive that continue in their drunkenness and their gluttonousness, gluttony. And then we question, yeah. and then we question, did they really truly receive? Right. We look at ourselves because we've received the blessing of having the accusations that stand upon us nailed to the tree, yet we still struggle with these things, yet we still are drunks, all of us, yet we are gluttons, all of us. And sometimes we question in ourselves, did this thing take? I mean, I received it, but did it take? Did it take root? Today, I feel that the Lord put on my heart to tell you in this hearing that the seed that was placed in you and the seed that was placed in your drunk, gluttonous son is incorruptible. incorruptible because the love of the Messiah Yeshua is greater than our screw-ups there's this weird thing where it's like we receive it as a free gift but to keep it we gotta act a certain way I tell you that the seed that was planted in you is unoffended, yeah. incorruptible, and as the song said that we sung, never runs out on me, incorruptible. I mean, my gosh, have we learned the lesson from this past winter? I mean, this winter sucked. <laughs> Do we remember it? Yeah. I mean, it remember sucked. That? I mean, it really sucked. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't drive anywhere because the piles of snow were like twice as high as my car. And my lawn was piled up with, with <laughs> snow. And every time I thought that it was going to be done, there was another storm and another storm and another storm. Thank God for the free gift of the snow thrower that my mother gave me when we moved to Rhode Island. 
Saved my back from a lot of shoveling. All this darkness, all this cold weather, all this snow, all this frozenness around us, all this death around us, the sea that was underneath was untouched. Untouched. Because in his timing, when springtime came, which could not be avoided, all of a sudden they start coming up. I looked at them, I'm like, don't you realize what was happening up here? I was yelling at the bulbs when they were coming up. I remember, I was like, what are you doing? Don't you realize? They're like, what are you talking about? Didn't bother me. Braggard. Braggard. What do you mean it didn't bother you? How could it not bother you just a few feet away? It was ice cold. What are you doing coming up so beautifully? The seed was unaffected. How does a rabbi give this message without sounding like he condones sin? How do I give this message without sounding like I condone sin? I don't condone sin. Father, make us all righteous. All of us. Have your word, Adonai, which has been planted in us, take root. Thank God for the new covenant that we're no longer a bunch of humans hearing the word come down on the mount from the mountain and with trembling, oh my gosh, okay, whatever you say, I will do. Thank God that the word has come inside us. As it says, behold, the day is coming, I'll make a new covenant where I'll put my Torah inside of you. That's Yeshua, the Torah, the living Torah comes in as a seed, and be, the roots start to grow. And may you, Yeshua, grow within us. So anything within us that's not of you, that is of flesh, that is of sin, be cast away, burnt off. And all that remains is you. I do not condone sin, but I tell you that the seed that has loved you and put himself inside of you is unaffected by it. Right. <clears throat> unaffected. How do I know this? He came in you in the first place. He came into me in the first place. What, he wasn't offended then, but now he's offended now? In the red heifer story, we know that all the Torah is about Yeshua. In the red heifer story, the red heifer is Yeshua. How do we know this? It cleanses us from death. Yeshua is the only one that really cleanses us from death. So if this is red heifer that cleanses us from death, it's got to be about Yeshua because that's the gospel. He cleanses us from death. So many things make us unclean in the Torah. You just wait till overnight and you're done. Not death. You got to go through this little thing with the red heifer. So it foreshadows Yeshua. Two times are you sprinkled, sprinkled with the red heifer. The first time on the third day. Hello, Yeshua, who was resurrected on the third day. And the second one comes on the seventh day, which is a foreshadow to the end of time. 
As a matter of fact, the, the third day, three and seven, Shavuot, Pentecost was in, is in the third month, spring festivals, early rain. And the fall festivals are in the seventh month, latter rains. Two sprinklings, go through both of them, cleanses you from death. I tell you right now about your drunk, gluttonous, homosexual kids. They received that third day cleansing. Nothing can take it away. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it's not sin. The day is coming with the way the laws are going. The day is coming when churches are going to be sued for not performing gay marriages. It's coming really, really quickly. The lawyers are already foaming at the mouth, waiting for it. You will see within weeks churches being sued. And we'll see where that takes us. But the third day cleansing. If your drunk or gluttonous son or daughter doesn't look like he's acting or she's acting in a way according to God's word, but they've already received at some point in their life, they say, I give myself to you, God. That cannot be taken away. Remember, there's an anointing, a sprinkling on the third day, and then there's anointing, a sprinkling on the seventh day. What you're seeing is their journey between the third and the seventh. And we are judging based on what we're seeing in the fourth, fifth, and sixth. And we pray for our, our, our wayward sons. We pray for our wayward daughters. We pray for ourselves and just lift us all up. Darn it, we're all screwed up. But what happened to the folks that were stained by death on the third day with the red heifer, nothing takes that away. They are on their journey to the seventh day, which is when it's all taken care of. What can a human rabbi do to set you free from feeling that your gluttonous and drunkard sons and daughters have gone so far, have actually gone into a pit so deep that the Lord can't reach them? There's no such thing. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. So when we see our drunk and gluttonous sons and daughters, know that the third day red heifer cleansing from death is eternal and cannot be removed. And your drunk and gluttonous son or daughter is on a crazy path towards the seventh day sprinkling. And we cannot judge where they are at a certain time. And if we are, we should repent for that. Because God is above time. He sees that third day sprinkling. He sees the seventh day sprinkling. He sees everything in between. 
Yes, pray. But be of good cheer. If anybody has not received the third day cleansing from death, receive that. Receive that. You were created in divine image. So receive the third day cleansing of Messiah coming into you so that divine nature, which it says that we are have, can start to manifest. And once that happens, there ain't no blizzard or storm that can take it away. That's the gospel. When we are faithless, he is faithful, for he cannot deny himself. That's why he put himself into you. All right, I'm going to end with another scripture. I'm going to do my best to read this without emotion. Because sometimes when a scripture speaks to you and you want to have it come across as a reader, as a public speaker, you know, you have to accentuate certain parts. So I'm going to try not to accentuate the parts that speak to me. I will let the scripture speak for themselves. And I will let whatever part of the scripture speak to you, however it's going to, whatever it is. And then we're going to have some pizza and a dance workshop. <laughs> Romans 1, through whenever I feel like stopping. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made. So even they are without excuse. <clears throat> for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God, or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man, and of birds and four-footed animals and clawing, crawling creatures. Therefore God gave them over in their lusts of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the, cre the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way also men abandoned the natural function of the women and burned in their desire towards one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error.
And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. Being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death. They not only do the same, but they give hearty approval to those who practice them. Therefore, you have no excuse, every one of you, who passes judgment. For in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. But do you suppose this, O man, that when you pass judgment on those who practice such things and do the same yourself, that you will not escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each person according to his deeds. God is ready to pour out that seventh day sprinkling on his body. And it ain't going to look like the third day sprinkling. This is why I will never have a Pentecost service or a Shavuot service and ask people to come up and receive the Holy Spirit. It's already been done. We're going to emulate the third day. God has a seventh day plan that is greater. And may we not judge those who are in day four, day five, day six. You know what sprinkling, red heifer sprinklings they get on day four, day five, day six? None. They're just approaching day seven, and they've already received day three, and you can't take it away.